Hey everyone, Matt here from the Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Riding School, and today I want to tell you about the online beginner course that we have available right now at jimmylewisoffroad.com slash online courses. This is a course that you can purchase and receive lifetime access to 10 lessons and 10 drills that I use when I'm teaching beginner riders out here in Prompt, Nevada. These lessons and drills are designed to take anyone who has never touched a motorcycle before and have them riding safely and comfortably at the completion of this course. We've been developing this curriculum for quite some time, and with the feedback that we have gotten from real beginner riders, I feel comfortable in saying it is the safest and most comprehensive introduction to the sport that we all love. Now, if you've been riding for quite some time but want to help someone out who is just looking to get into the sport, you can purchase this as a gift and help give them the safe introduction. Again, this is all available at jimmylewisoffroad.com slash online courses. Now, here's the show. I'm Jimmy Lewis. I'm Matt Mattoon. And this is the Better Rider Podcast. This is the show where we hopefully try to give you a few nuggets of knowledge Mm -hmm. and uh, help you become a better rider. Of course, this is for our um, both in person and on lo- online yes online riding website. classes yeah i have a hard time with the online stuff <laughs> it's technology so, so uh, we're going to today we're going to talk about how to get into riding off road and this is actually a difficult subject for us because both of us have pretty much been doing it since we were young kids. Yeah, it's been a while. And that's the way that most people get into it. It's like it's either maybe your parents were doing it or you just got an addiction to motorcycles um, like myself. You just your friends had a dirt bike or a mini bike or something and you just sort of did it. Right, right. So uh, a lot of the experience that we have from this is from watching a lot of our clients come. Mm-hmm. Um, they may have come from other backgrounds. A lot of time, you know, lots of street miles. They've been riding on the street for a long time and it's like, that looks like fun. Or they've run out of pavement and all right. of a sudden it's like, look at all these dirt roads. Or, you know, other, some of my other friends got this thing called a dual sport motor- motorcycle or an adventure bike. And so um, Jimmy Lewis off-road training is um, off-road training, like you said. Uh, we do ride dirt bikes. We ride dual sport bikes. We ride adventure bikes. We ride our adventure bikes on the street quite a bit. So we have hobbies. We're on it. Yeah. We're pretty much, you know, from trials to, to mini bikes to, you know, big old adventure bikes. Uh, um, I've spent a lot of time on all these different bikes and most of my coaches uh, through doing this have started reaching out and doing different things as well. But I guess the, the question is like, and it, it, it's hard, like I said, it's hard for us because like, right. how do you get into off-road? It, we've been in it so long that we kind of, honestly, it, it, uh, my, my story was similar to yours is, you know, just been in it for so long. We, we had an interest in it and we, uh, we just you got, you got a dirt got bike a and you rode it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. There was no, there, there really wasn't any formal training. You know I mean, right. luckily you, your luckily, mom, yeah. your mom <laughs> brought you to, to get some training when she came. Um, so, so you think about it, it's like, I want to do that. And then I guess the, the, the thing is, is we'll take care of you teaching how to ride. Right. That's, that's our job. But in, in the other side of it, it's like, you want to get a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And like one of our questions is what is the right bike for a beginner rider? And I kind of roll back to, there's a lot of wrong bikes. Right. Right. There's, a, there's, it's really easy to get the wrong bike and the wrong bike can do two things. It can uh, completely discourage you from 
having positive riding experiences right. and make you not like riding, which is strange. But there are some people that just won't like riding. You'll crash a lot. It will, if it's the wrong bike. Yeah, crash or it just it doesn't run right. It's a mechanical nightmare. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of stuff there. But you you also you, you know you can you can also get something that is just intimidating and mm-hmm. you know you may struggle through it and learn your way through the the problems of the bike but i've seen more times than not you know literally getting the wrong motorcycle and maybe it's the wrong type of motorcycle the bike mm-hmm. itself isn't bad it's just you know you, you don't go buy a motocross bike and say i'm gonna go adventure touring on it i'm gonna right i'm gonna put a a big gas tank and some saddlebags in this thing and i'm i'm off on i'm off to the races right yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're not going to take a it's it's yeah. just not it's just it's a it's you're taking a tool the wrong tool for the the job right. and kind of in in that in that case i guess you're taking i was going to say a a knife to a gunfight but that'd be kind of something different <laughs> you you wouldn't want to take a like a phillips screwdriver for a flathead screw correct yes and that's yeah so, so I guess, and, and I've talked about this a lot, you know, when I, when I've, uh, you know, talked to people that are getting into riding, it's like, what type of riding do you want to do? Like, what is the, you know, is it strict like dirt bike riding? Do you want to go out on the, on the single track trails up in the mountains or do you want to load up your bike and go camping for a few days? And some people say, well, I want to do all of that. And it's like, okay, you just made the, the, the you, you know, you've made the target so wide. There's not a, a right. single target for this um although there are some bikes that are extremely capable in wide ranges there there's not like the magic the magic bike and and the one that the one size fits all bike correct they're 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 designs you know tools for the for the job you know if you're gonna if you're gonna go to the track if you want to ride motocross motocross bike you know if you want to get go ride on the trails well then, then you're looking at an enduro or a dual sport bike and we have a video um up on youtube right now that kind of mm-hmm. goes through this and explains the different types of bikes and don't feel intimidated if you don't know because if we started talking about physics right uh, you, you i sound like a dum-dum most most part like at least the well, formulas well you know everyone needs to <laughs> if you don't know you don't know right you, right y'all gotta learn it you gotta learn like i yeah. i sound if I start talking some, you know, mechanical stuff, yeah. I start sound like a dumb dumb. So yeah, so yeah. It, it's and it's same all thing. What you like, know. Yeah, it's like you know, we talk about race cars or dogs mm-hmm. or so. I don't know anything about this stuff. Right. So. And if you have any questions when you're viewing that video, feel free to put them in the comments, and we'll get we'll respond to it. Yep. And the so so back onto the you know what is the right bike? Well, identify the type of riding you're going to do, and then look for bikes in that segment. Mm-hmm. And and people oftentimes. Um, get really hung up on certain things like, you know, displacement and how fast is it? And, um, you know, how much does it weigh? And there's, there's all these, uh, uh, you know, specs specifications that tend to um, be the, 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 the deciding factors. Like I need right. to have this, or I need to have that. I, I need to be in this horsepower range. Right. And, you know, I don't want to feel like, like my, my buddy's bikes are all that much faster. And it's, it's kind of like it's really the one that fits you and you think about it, it's like okay this one this one makes this much horsepower and stuff like how much are you really going to be riding it at that horsepower level and this one weighs this much and i will tell you from years of experience on motorcycles the number that the bike weighs and the way it feels are two different things i mean yeah if you tip it over and you go to pick it up that's a different story but i've had bikes that weigh 30 to 50 pounds heavier than another bike. And when you ride them, you literally don't notice it. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, so, so there's, there's stuff, you know, kind of, and, and be careful of some of the reviews <laughs> that you're getting out there. I mean, just like, you know, something like this, you're like, how, you know, how do I know these guys are credible? How do, you know, how do I trust them? Well, mm-hmm. you, you know, we've, we've got a resume, we have some experience and stuff. We've been doing this for a long time. So we're pretty confident in the, the information that we're giving you. And that's why we're not telling you specifically go buy this and go right this this is the best bike for you because there's too many variables you are different yeah (laughs) you know then that's why they make so many different bikes so you can actually you know choose the right one and and so so that's the that's kind of it you know decide decide the type of of riding you're going to do look at the bikes in the category you know you carefully carefully do your research and by all means if you can get test rides on vehicles uh, you know, if you have friends that that have a motorcycle or something, and remember, a friend is going to steer you into the direction <laughs> of 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 uh, get another one just like mine, <laughs> or, or or a common one I've heard: get a bike that you'll grow into. Oh, <laughs> that is super. That is a super dangerous me- uh, thought thought process. You do not right. want to go down that road. That, it, I mean, you can grow into it a little bit, but yeah, but not one that you really you know <laughs> really grow into, especially for, yeah. especially for kids and you know younger, smaller. Uh, people because yeah i know they're growing that fast but like having a bad experience on a on a bike that's too big is is again not the right not the best getting a new a new bike might be expensive but hospital bills are also really expensive yes yes so and uh so that leads us right into the next thing that we want to talk about is how to buy your first bike Mm -hmm. um just finance it right yeah 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 (laughs) you you want to get the highest interest rate you can no. <laughs> um, I, this isn't Dave you, Ramsey. <laughs> yeah. You, you need to, um, like kind of set, set out, you know, set out a budget, just like anything else, kind of set out a budget. And if you're, you think about it, if you're in, and maybe you don't, not hundred percent sure you might want to go used. You might want to buy something that's a little less expensive to kind of get in. Like we call it an entry level motorcycle, but just be very, uh, aware of when it, it's a fixer upper, as opposed to something you want to buy something that's, that's running in a good working condition. It may be difficult for you to tell, but if, if you're just new to this, don't go to fixer upper land just yeah, yet. Yeah. You know, even if you're good mechanically, because you'll learn that motorcycles, you know, you will learn that motorcycles are our own unique thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, find something that's, that's in your price range, kind of set a budget. And remember, if you're looking at buying this thing for this price, there's probably someone else out there that's looking at the same thing. So if you get that bike and you find out, you know, in the used market, if you find out that it's maybe not the right one, it would should be pretty easy to sell that one and then try something a little bit different. If you start buying stuff up at the higher end in the, in the new market to start off with, um, unless you're pretty sure of what you want, you know, you're going to take that hit when you, when you buy something new. Mm-hmm. So if, if you don't have the opportunity to, to, and sometimes, you know, going on a couple test rides while you're buying bikes, you know, the, the, you know, from the, you know, off the, mm-hmm. what well, used to be Craigslist. Now it's marketplaces and different things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can just take a couple spins on some of those bikes, uh, just to, you know, just to get a feeling for them, is this the right thing? 
um, maybe that's uh, maybe that's a good thing. But make sure right. at that point you know how to ride. I'd hate for someone to come over and want to buy this bike and then ride it right into the side of the motorhome, huh? Right, right. And then they say, well, Jimmy Lewis told me to to just test ride bikes. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Make sure. So I just put, I just put that there because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Make sure you know how to ride right. before you go test ride. <laughs> yeah, and your first bike's not going to be your last bike. I mean, yeah, you may fall in love with it and you may come attached to it and stuff like that. But you know, bikes are like girlfriends and tear offs. You just pull them and go get the next one. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, um, so I, th- I think I've always thought that, you know, starting out with a used bike and then just, you know, meander around. And when you do start riding, you will, you know, hopefully you will find friends that are doing the same thing and you'll see what they're riding and, and it'll, you know, maybe even before you go riding, go, go out to a place where you would like to ride, whether it's a motocross track or go to an adventure rider rally or go, you know, go to a dual sport thing or go to the place where all the, 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 the dual sport guys end up and check out the equipment, you know, talk to them, learn some stuff. And uh, just these little things that maybe that you didn't think of can really take some of the pain out of, you know, getting your first bike and maybe yeah. making a mistake or two, which, which we all do. Right. It's how you learn. Right. In my, in my case, I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was, I was, I was right there. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember you following any of my advice, uh, at least the first time. It was never the first time because it right. was always, uh, yeah. you, you can't be, there's no way, you know, there's no way you're right. I never right? listened to anybody my age when I was your age anyway. So why would I yeah, <laughs> encourage yeah. you to do the same? So, uh, anyways, gear is the next thing you need. Like what is the bare minimum of gear? And we're talking about riding gear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what should you, you know, what should you have? And I always say a helmet and boots, you know, good mm-hmm. helmet, good sturdy boots. And I'm a big fan of knee cups, mm-hmm. gloves as well. Right. So if, if I'm going to go riding, I always have boots, helmet, knee cups underneath my riding pants mm-hmm. and good gloves. Cause it seems like those are the contact points that will hit the ground, your feet, your hands, your knees, and your head. Yeah. Uh, kind of tend. Yeah. You can go to the hips and different things like that, but, um, at the bare minimum. And when we start talking about helmets, um, you have to remember that a helmet is what we call a disposable piece of equipment. It's a one-time use thing because it's designed to absorb impacts. And if you use it you smash your head and you get it you know you ding it the foam gets compromised and oftentimes it's not stuff that you can see so i i'm not of the school that more expensive is always better on helmets it's making sure that your helmet meets the standards you know you know whether it's you know ece or dot or schnell understand what these standards are and and buy a helmet that that makes you feel safe and comfortable because if you can tell me how you're going to crash i can tell you what type of helmet you should have on but we don't know this. And so, um, you know, getting a helmet that's certified is always, uh, you know, good. And, you know, make sure that if, if you do use it, you're able to replace it. Mm-hmm. On to the boots. Uh, one quick question on the helmets, actually. Um, how do you know when the helmet fits right? It probably feels too tight. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, people buy helmets that are, that are sized a little bit too big for them. So, um, you know, make sure it's snug because if your head's loose in there, uh, it's not going to do his job as effectively. And if there's hot spots or it's pinching or it doesn't fit you, you know, try some different helmets on because if it doesn't mm-hmm. fit you right, it's not going to protect you as well. It's going to, it's not right. going to disperse the impact as well as a, as a, as a nice fitting helmet. Mm-hmm. And then on to boots, um, you know, 
off-road, they make specific off-road boots that, you know, usually go up, up to the shin, up higher on the shin. And they're designed to protect your ankles and feet, um, you know, in case the bike hits it, in case you kick something. Uh, really good support. Yeah, and they have really good support. And there's a reason for this. Mm-hmm. Like, like not, not just in, you know, big crashes, but sometimes the bike just falls over and lands on your foot. You know, or you, you bump into a rock somehow when you're or rocks watch you get kicked up by the front wheel or or just something just run into, run into things. So, um, off-road boots are designed to be kind of sturdy and most people. And the biggest complaint we hear is I can't feel, you know, the shifting. I can't feel the braking. Well, this is kind of normal. And after a while you'll get used to it and you realize that you don't really ever feel those things. You just know where they are and you understand, um, how, how to operate them, uh, with the boots. But trust me. It's a lot better to take a boot on or off than have to wear a cast for four to six weeks. And um, this is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ha- as, as a guy coming from a guy with nine toes who completely destroyed his foot while wearing one of the best boots on the market. Thank God. Mm-hmm. I still have a foot. Right, right. You know, and I smashed my foot into a rock and, and, and the boot did its job. Mm-hmm. And, and had, had I had, a you know, probably a lesser boot or no boot at all, I wouldn't have a foot. So... Um, this is, this is kind of important and you'll, you'll get used to it. And, you know, I've seen people try to wear their road riding boots off road and or steel tip work boots. I've yeah, seen that a few times. And, and that's better than nothing. I right. mean, and granted that's better than nothing, but it's, it's just like anything. The, the motorcycle boots are generally specifically designed to work for this. So they're better at it, but it, Hey, I would say a steel toed work boot or something that comes up and protects your ankle is better than wearing a slipper. Right, right. Or your van. Or just tennis shoes. Yeah. Right. So, um, and, and you, you don't get, a lot of times you don't get to pick when an accident happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm not of the dress for the crash because I don't plan on crashing. Right. But every once in a while an accident happens and you want to be prepared uh, when you do that. Mm-hmm. On to the gloves. Uh, I see a lot of people really go overboard on the gloves. And, and I mean, you can get gloves with a lot of protection, but then you don't have as much dexterity and, and, and the, feel. The feeling, yeah. Which, if that protection goes into preventing you from controlling the bike properly, um, it becomes a as much of a hindrance as it is a protection device. So this is the way I am with all of my gear, and and you know I'm very selective about what I wear. Uh, you know I understand there's a lot of different levels of quality, and there's a lot of different levels of protection, and. I've definitely seen some people that don't wear enough gear, and I've seen a lot of people that wear too much. You know, so when we start getting into things like chest protectors and neck braces and knee braces and all these different things, mm-hmm. I always say dress to the level that you feel comfortable. If you feel comfortable and safe, then I feel comfortable and safe with what you're wearing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick. I wear chest protectors a lot of times when I ride mm-hmm. for certain reasons. I don't wear neck braces mm-hmm. um, for certain reasons that are very specific to me. Yeah. Um, you know, knee braces. Sometimes when I'm riding motocross, I wear knee braces. Sometimes I don't. I always, and I always have knee cups because like I said, you know, the contact points tend to be your hands. When you crash. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you go down, you put your hands down, your palms, mm-hmm. you know, so having a good glove that, that has, you know, some protection, but still free. And then, and then the knee cups just tend to, you know, help the knees not take the impact. And um, the braces go kind of to a whole nother level. But um, it's, I tell you what, uh, you know, not being all scuffed up <laughs> on your, on it's, your. It's nice. Yeah. Um, you know, I've definitely done my share of elbows, you know, scratching up my elbows and stuff. But, you mm-hmm. know, I still don't wear elbow pads that often. A lot of the jerseys that we wear have some little bit of protection built in. But uh, that's the uh, 
that's kind of like, you know, the bare minimum of gear. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about the advantage of the purpose-built gear, the motorcycle boots, you know, yeah. any, you know, a motorcycle-specific pant. They're cut and and designed to move in the ways that you're moving on a motorcycle. They're designed to keep your pads in place, you know, underneath, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always, they, they, they have a little bit extra spot like uh, width in the knees. So, you're, so your knee braces or knee guards don't get uh, – all caught up in, in the pant. Right. And it's, it's, it's funny how much we see people like putting the pads on the outside of the outside of the pants. Or yeah. A lot of times when they come to the schools, cause they're they, on the outside of their jeans. Yeah. Yeah. You know, outside of the jeans and stuff. Cause they, well, they're outside of the jeans cause they don't fit inside. Right. Right. And they're on the outside of the motorcycle pants. Cause the rider oftentimes just doesn't know better that they're supposed to go underneath. And mm-hmm. the reason they're underneath there is cause it keeps them in place. Um, don't and, slide around. And it also looks better. Right, right. <laughs> but, um, but, um, yeah. yeah, the pads on the, on the outside is kind of a, you know, the, the reason that we, the gear is designed to put stuff underneath or the pads are contained inside of the gear. A lot of the jackets, you know, if you're wearing a jacket, have the pads built into the jacket mm-hmm. so that they stay, um, connected to you. And then, um, another thing about the purpose built like riding pants is they have that little, they'll have the leather or heat protection by your knees. So yep. your knees don't get burned by the engine heat. Yep. And lots of, you know, and then the way they're vented and, and how they're, like I said, how they're cut and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the, there's nothing really special in the jerseys. There, there are, like I said, there's lots of, uh, you know, chest protectors that are built into like a, a shirt-like suit. Yeah. Uh, there's ones that, you know, they, they're plastic pieces that have straps and you strap them on and cl- clip them on. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're under the jersey. Sometimes they're over the jersey. So there is a lot of different stuff. And, you know, you know I think the boots are probably the most specific uh, piece of equipment built yeah. for uh, motorcycle riding and there's mm-hmm. a there's a lot of variety some of them flex more than others and fit differently and it's mm-hmm. that's the thing as you get better you can try a lot of different things and then uh one quick question for eye protection uh recommend goggles right not just like safety glasses or well, I, it it i think it, it kind of just depends you know depends on how i oftentimes wear you know when when i'm adventure riding I wear a modular helmet with glasses mm-hmm. underneath and that way i can lift the visor up and still have some protection from the wind or mm-hmm. things that are flying up and hitting your eyes and it's amazing like how many bugs like to find your eyes when when, when you're, you're riding right especially right. when you're I've not had protected that happen, yeah uh, goggles tend to work better, you know, in helmets that are designed for them. Mm-hmm. Goggles work better in dusty conditions or, or conditions where, you know, stuff's going to get in. It seals up against your, up against your face. Mm-hmm. And so that's, um, you know, kind of something to consider, but I would, I would be careful of putting, you know, like glasses or something that have sharp edges. Right. Something just, that can shatter. Just in case something goes wrong, something that can shatter yeah. or uh, poke you and things like that. And then one other thing that we, you know, often see is when a new rider is like, well, what else do I need? You know what? I, I mean, I've, right, got, right. I've, I've got my motorcycle. I've got my gear. Is anything there else? anything else that, that right. I need? And, you know, it kind of depends on the bike. You know, if it's an adventure bike or a dual sport bike, a lot of people, they don't have a truck mm-hmm. or, or a car with a trailer or something to transport it. So they're, 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 I'm going to ride this thing everywhere. Right. Um, that's one thing. But, you know, if you, if you do go, go riding with your buddies, you know, I think of the things that I take all the time. I'm always, I always have to have my loading ramp. Mm-hmm. I always have to have my gas can. Right. I've got a little kind of tool kit, tool pack that I, that I carry with me so I can do, you know, minor, minor repairs and, and tune things up. And, uh, so, you know, sometimes these are things that we forget, you know, you need a, yeah. a lot of times a gear bag for your gear. 
Right. Unless, you know, I know you go into McDonald's every morning before you go riding with your full gear. You're geared up, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Ten, tennis shoes on and all tennis your gear. Tennis shoes, yeah, and then all the gear. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's how I drive to, to the tracks, you know? Right. <laughs> it, gets, it gets you in the zone. <laughs> so, you know, gear bag and things like that. So, and you, you'll learn, you know, I, 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 you know, when I start doing something new, I tend to make a list. You know, mm -hmm. I make a list of when I'm, when I, you know, I use my phone now and when I go and I go, oh, I need this. Right. Put it on the list and next time it's, it's with me. So it's uh, definitely a mm -hmm. learning, a learning experience. And, and you'll find what you think you specifically need for yourself as you get into it. Yeah. So. so Matt, what was your first bike? So my first bike was, uh, oh, the, well, we'll go with my uh, KTM 50 that I had in Alaska when I was seven. Wow. I don't think you actually knew, knew about this story. No, I actually had a dirt bike in Alaska. I rode it all of two times. Uh -huh. uh, my parents surprised me with it for my seventh birthday because I think I'd caught uh, a supercross race on TV. I uh -huh. think it was, uh, I think this was back in oh, three, oh, four. So it was probably when Carmichael was winning everything. But yeah. I saw one and I'm like, ooh, that looks really cool. And then my parents took me to the local motocross track up there in Anchorage. And I was like, that's really cool. I want to get into it. And they bought me a little KTM 50. Uh, I don't remember the model. I just remember it was a KTM 50 and uh, had a lot of fun with that. I crashed into the side of the shop, uh, side of our little garage in the first okay. 10 minutes. Um, and similar to my first riding story, I hit a car though. Oh, you hit a car? A parked car. Oh, yeah. What was your first bike? Uh, the first bike I rode was a Honda Z50 that oh. I that I didn't know how to ride, but I told them I knew how to ride. Yeah, yeah. So I um I you know twisted the throttle and twisted the throttle and didn't mm -hmm. go any place, which kind of surprised me. And I'm like, oh yeah, you got to push in that lever, that other one. Yeah, so yeah. So I pushed down on the shifter. It's uh -huh. auto, you know, it's kind of auto, auto transmission. Clutch. And I pushed down on it, and it, it didn't go. So I was kind of going, and I took my foot off, and it went right into the side of my friend's mom's car. So that it wasn't was it. your bike. It was a friend's bike. Yeah, that was that was the uh -huh. first ride. And then I got a Honda CT70. Okay. And uh, I proceeded to ride the wheels off that. <laughs> Actually, I rode it into two pieces. Me and my brother broke it in half. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, that's how that's how both of us got started. And like on most of our Better Rider podcasts, we like to drop a little nugget of knowledge mm -hmm. on you, so you can hopefully you know take something away from this other than us chitter chattering yeah yeah um on this one we're going to talk about the proper way to get on your motorcycle which yep. seems like really simple but it's kind of the the some of the when you get on the motorcycle you're starting your ride you know from that point and right. we don't want you to start wrong so we spend a lot of time talking about balance and we watch people climb onto their motorcycles with the side stand on, or we watch people like flop themselves onto the motorcycle and then mm -hmm. just instantly have to like try to plant both feet and they're, they're, they're muscling it around. Mm -hmm. we, and we don't want you to do this. We want you to, we call it sneak up on the motorcycle. So we want to make sure that when you're ready to get on it, you take it off the side stand or center stand, whatever you have, and the bike is balanced and you need to figure out how to do this maneuver. And this is something we teach in the class, mm -hmm. especially with our beginner curriculum. We teach you different ways of learning how to do a maneuver to kind of get your body over the center of the bike, get on, you know, move yourself into the position on the bike and then get your foot on the foot peg on the other side, not on the ground. So you're not going to flip yourself up and then try to go plop both feet on the ground yeah. because you don't ride with both feet on the ground. We don't want you practicing with both feet on the ground. We want to make sure you have one foot on the ground because that tells you where the ground is and one foot on the foot peg on the other side because that tells you where the bike is because your feet are really good balance sensors. So imagine standing off to the side of the bike and then figuring how to swing your leg over it and your leg goes from wherever it is over to the opposite side foot peg 
And then you can either at that point stand there, you know, and all your weight would still be on the foot that's on the ground mm-hmm. or sit down on the motorcycle. And that way you're taking your weight off of the foot that was on the ground and putting mm-hmm. your weight on the seat of the motorcycle, right. which is a very comfortable place to do, put it, but not the most effective for controlling the bike, which is what we get into much farther down the program. But yeah. we want you to start right from the beginning. So right. as awesome. the as the expert beginner instructor, did I do yeah. that properly? You did do that properly. One thing I do want to add in there, though, is the reason why you don't want to throw uh, – I want to make it a little, little more clear why you don't want to throw your foot on the on when you get your foot over the bike and throw it on the ground. We always pr- teach that you want to be balanced when you're riding a motorcycle, 100 percent of the time. And so when you go to throw your leg on the uh, over the bike and then onto the ground the other side, that throws you out of balance for a moment, unless you're ridiculously tall and you can just step right. over the bike. So that's why we want you to go straight to the foot peg and not straight to the ground. Cause we don't want that moment of being out of balance. And it also, when you do this uh, the whole time, you're keeping your bike balanced. You're never Correct. letting your bike come that far out of balance. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when a lot of times when you see people that are going from one side to the other, you think about when you're getting the side you're getting on, the bike is typically leaning towards you. Okay. And, and then when you go throw that foot to the other side, a lot of times you take the bike with you and you go from one side to the other side and you see this out of balance thing that we keep talking about. If you're doing this, you're used to it and that's bad. And you right. want, you want to kind of start setting your, setting your sensors a little bit tighter so that this kind of stuff doesn't happen. So um, with that, we will uh, wrap up the show. So now you're trying to think about, I get on my motorcycle wrong. These guys are nuts. <laughs> I want to learn how to ride my motorcycle. Well, it all starts right from the beginning. So there we go. Anyways, uh, you can learn more about us at uh, www.jimmylewisoffroad.com. We do schools out here in Pahrump, Nevada during the cooler months of the year. We have our online training that's uh, easily accessible. And then you can also, if you're looking at doing schools up in the Pacific Northwest, uh, we can you can check out Cispus Cycles. Dot com. That's C-I-S-P-U-S-C-Y-C-L-E-S, Cispus Cycles. That's you a tongue twister. Tongue twister. Yeah. Uh, where our partners up there are teaching our curriculum to a very high level in the beautiful green mountains. Not, so, not, in, the, not in the valley of the dirt. Not in the valley of the dirt where we yeah. are out here. So with that, Matt, we will see you out in the trail. See Cheers. Ya.